AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to episode 46, season 12 of the Fighting Got Podcast. And um, recording on a Wednesday because... Lo and behold, once again, Tottenham Hotspur have decided to set fire to themselves. What? I mean, I mean, it isn't really. I'm joined by Mark. Hey, Demet. Hello, mate. You're right. Good. Um, well, I am. I'm fine. I guess we're all fine. But <laughs> what? I mean, look. It's not like we knew it. We didn't know it was coming, did we? We knew this was coming. Mm. We knew that the logical mm. thing to this would be that that Paratici would receive a worldwide or FIFA ban. So it's not a shock as such, but I kind of thought there was like, isn't there a trial going on or is it, he's been proven guilty for doing wrong, doing in football, but is there a criminal element is what potentially will come. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's essentially banned for operating in the whole world of football currently for 30, well, what would be 27 <laughs> months. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Th- uh, well, it was 30 months uh, in, in total and that's extended globally Plus. now. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty, it's pretty fucking, I mean, it's as bad as it can get for him and his prospects of having a career in football, right? Um, sure he can work internally, sure but... He's done enough to squirrel away enough money to live off. Oh, for sure, yeah. People like that. I mean, you know, he's rich. He'll bounce back, but... <clears throat> yeah. you say he can work internally? Well, so, so he can... So essentially, he can't work with anyone else. He can't work with, you know, agents, clubs, representatives, that sort of stuff. Um but no one can stop him going into the office and, and kind of taking part in meetings and things like that. Like, um, it's just that he can't have any, any contact with, with external stakeholders. Um, so, but, but I mean, look, that, that's, what's he going to do? Is he going to come in and work as a consultant then? Nah, fuck that. So he, he's done, he's toast. Um, the, the question is just how quickly we move, um, move him on or move away from him really. It's, there's a beautiful irony, or a sad irony, I don't know what the fucking type of irony it is, the fact mm. that the best thing that we had at the football club over the last three years is banned from football for 30 months. <laughs> like, what? where else could this fucking happen? A club of our side, I mean, Juventus is the only other place, is the answer to that. Sure. <laughs> and to be fair, let's be clear, these, these aren't crimes he's committed while at Tottenham. These no. are about what he did at Juve. And as I understand it, he 
they needed to find a way of showing that Juventus had generated more money in transfer fees than they had so they could spend and not breach FFP. So if anyone thinks that financial fair play doesn't have teeth, this is case in point. And more to mm. the point, so, so sharp are these teeth that this directly impacts a club that had nothing to do with these financial mm. irregularities. So it does have teeth. People, <coughs> teams and clubs are going to and 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 are going to have to and are already taking um, taking notice of this and behaving accordingly. But just why the fuck? Like it's nothing to do with us. Why are we punished? Not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, do, do, is it, is, oh, go on. It, it isn't. But it's obviously it's it's obviously an indicator of how how seriously FIFA takes this, <laughs> this kind of stuff. Is, is that they would the fucking balls you know, on them though? The balls on FIFA. Hey. I know, I know, I know, because this is, you know, this, this is, this also sets a precedent, right? Like that, this is a marker in the, in the, in the sand now. Um, you know, I mean, FIFA have also got something, you know, a, an axe to grind against all these these super clubs and, and the the Super League and all that sort of stuff. So, so that there's, there's, I'm sure there's something in that as well. You, you know, and Andrea Agnelli and, and Juventus were, were one of the key clubs in, in in putting this together. So I'm sure there's some bad blood there as well. But that said. They've obviously just wiped out. Um, I mean, essentially, this this is Daniel Levy's future planning for the next ten, fifteen years down the drain, because a lot of that was 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 reliant on on Paratici and, and his vision, his strategy, and, and and his personality. You know, and so for FIFA, like you said, the the balls on them. They've just totally ridden roughshod over that and just gone. Do you know what? Like that. This is we take this so seriously that. All your plans are, you know, you can fuck off essentially, um, and it, it, it's 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 a big it's a big marker to put down for them, and it'd be interesting to see what then. I mean, I say interesting to see. I don't really care about that right now. Now I just care about Spurs, but it, it kind of feels like they, need, they you know, FIFA need to now move on this there because there are many other clubs out there that are way worse than than than, than you know Juventus just got caught doing this. If yeah. they want to, if if they want to have a proper look at the Premier League, uh, like a proper proper look, I'm sure they'll uncover stuff that's that's way way worse. Um, but it's a fucker yeah. that it's it's affected us so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm the same. All I give a shit about is Tottenham Hotspur, really, and I really don't. Unless it infe- affects Spurs, I don't care too much about fucking what's going on elsewhere. Yeah. But mm. you're right; it needs to be it needs to be looked at. Um, I just, uh, it's just, it, it does feel like though on a global scale or certainly in a European scale that football is getting its house in order somewhat. So if you look at what ha- what's happening at La Liga where Barcelona and Real Madrid are just are not are just not being allowed to, to spend in the way they had done previously, La Liga is essentially damaging their own project product by restricting mm-hmm. the spending abilities of Barcelona and Real Madrid. And you've got mm-hmm. to applaud them for that. And Man City, I know the damage is done in terms of how successful they've become. And they've got to face charges that are coming in well, well, over the next year or two. I'd imagine they'll have to start answering serious questions. Um, mm. But I've already got their house in order. They're not spending anywhere near what they used to. The speculation is minimal, really. They're, they're breaking even each each transfer window now, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of does feel like football's falling in order to some degree. But again, just fucking frustrating that we are, we essentially are being punished because... I don't know if you heard talks what earlier. I was listening to Simon jo- Jordan, which you know, mm. sometimes can be bad for your health. Um, but he was talking about how Spurs fans out there probably won't be crying too many tears over this because 
um, Paratici had overseen the appointments of Nuno and of Conte. And I'm like, I mm. don't think you get it. I, I mean, for me, yeah. I think this is a horrendous thing and, and this, this, this damages Tottenham. But he seemed to think that Spurs fans wouldn't see it that way. Do, do you see it that way? No, no, I, I, I totally disagree with that. I think that's insane because I, I think it's damaging on so many levels. I think, I think, like I said, that I think the, the most damaging thing of this is, is this is our this is our future planning wiped out. You know, Daniel Levy is now now going to be fully back in charge, which we know is a is a is a risky business, and and there there are a growing number of fans who definitely don't want Levy at the club anymore. Even you know people that were probably moderately sort of Enoch in uh, 12 months ago are um, starting to move away from that and 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 this is only this this only takes us one step further towards you know fucking full-scale riots or maybe even walkouts or whatever but um but uh, you know so so I think on, on a planning level strategic level it, this is really really bad um, it makes us look a fucking bin fire um, how does it make how does it make um, how does it make Daniel Levy look specifically well, no, but there there are questions about Daniel Levy. You know, if you're a Levy apologist, you'll say, look, he 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 probably didn't. The, the questions do diligence, right? So, like, if you are when you're operating at that level, you need to make quite severe levels of due diligence before you make any big sort of high level appointments, such as your director of football. Um, now, the question mark around that is what sort of level of due diligence we actually did. We would have done a, a base level, which is just going, you know, we know that there's this case ongoing. We've, we've taken some independent legal advice, uh, either people that are directly connected to, you know, general counsel at the club or whatever, or uh, probably more likely to be a law firm um, and, and kind of gotten them to look at it, um, paid them a bunch of money. And they would have said, well, you know, the case is over. Uh, and, and you know they got off scot free, and and there may be something coming in Italy, but we don't think it's going to stretch globally or whatever. The, the problem is there was new evidence uncovered, right? Like they found all these WhatsApp messages and all this other uh, black book and all sort, that. Sort, yeah, exactly, all that sort of shit. And so, but that's kind of where the the, the question around due diligence lies. That shouldn't have been a. I'm sure Parashi didn't offer that information up willingly to Levy, but we should have known about that there was a risk of this still coming out and that that's that's got to be that's got to be on levy and, and 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 his the people around him that helped him make this appointment because if we just do a, a kind of a basic top level due diligence that's just not good enough for this level of appointment it has to be way 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 deeper um i guess the only, the other thing where where levy looks really bad on this is is his response since this started coming out because this isn't this isn't, you know, last week that this started coming out and now we're seeing it this week. It, it, this has been going since last year. You know, we knew about this last year. There was, we, we've had a financial statement, a yearly statement, which is a massive thing for a big global co corporation. Um, and Parashi wasn't mentioned once in that. So obviously, Levy already had some doubts or some thoughts around him. And, and it, it's just, and, but then we see this, this statement which now just looks ridiculous from 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 Pratichi. I don't know where that was recorded either it was terrible quality was, the, the whole thing is just that was it, what you're talking about the statement was flat. bizarre bizarre it was almost wasn't it just record, just, it's, so, just, record, just, record something on your phone did, send it to us yeah. and we'll just post it up like what like, the, what where's the for, where was the forward planning where was yeah, he thinking yeah. this is going to happen yeah. this month do you know what actually just on that I do have some sympathies with this mm. in, in that they were perhaps they weren't aware that this story was going to break. Although 
With a si- the club the size of Spurs, there must have been whispers that this n- story was going to break. It's like celebrities that know a story is going to break about them, so they can prepare. Yeah, there yeah. must have been whispers. In- if- unless FIFA is so such a tightly run ship that there are no rumors that this that <clears throat> that that that, that this was coming in twenty four hours. They did mm-hmm. know that there was going to be a decision made this month, and there's only two days left of this month. So maybe looking for a comment from Paratici at this stage might be might have not have been the best move for the Spurs social media team. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, but, but, it's, but by the same token, we've just lost the manager. Um, you know, fourteen months into joining the club, mm. seven months ago we thought he was the dog's bollocks and we could win the league. So I, I, I thought the club had to make some statement and I certainly don't think it's a social media team have, have gone to Paratici and gone, please give us a statement. It isn't that, right? That's come from somewhere at the top of the club. The director of yeah. football, the certainly third most powerful person at the football club, doesn't just do little interviews for the social media team. So there must have been some thought and planning to that. There was no production value. It made us look cheap. It looks like something you'd see in the, in the 1990s. And, um, and, then tw- and then 24 hours later, this fucking stuff comes out yeah. like where is the leadership not only yeah. are we not being led on the pitch we're not being we don't have a manager we now don't have a director of football the only person who's directly responsible for the entire thing because he's the overarching bloke well it's two mm. there's Donna Cullen and then there's there's Daniel Levy mm. yeah yeah I agree and and you raise a good point there that there is Le- Levy is, is ultimately the man you know the box the box stops with with Levy absolutely yeah. no doubt about that but you're right there, there are other people now that we really need to start looking at as well and and, and Prashachi is one of them um, for sure but he's a goner anyway so, so fuck it who cares Donna Cullen is a good point because she, she's an ex-PR exec you know she's now an executive director and, and, and deals with much more than just our sort of PR and all that sort of stuff but, but like what are we doing here why is she not all over this because it, like you say we would have known that some of this stuff was coming out because of course we know we just we just don't share it. Well, the, the, just, just Why are we not all, all, all I, over this? Can I just Go, jump, jump in because I know the people at the club, are, and I, I know this, and not not just our podcast. All a lot of sure. podcasts get listened to by people at the club, and we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on there. And that's the point. We don't know. We never know. We don't know what the fuck's going on inside that club until until the whole thing's on fucking fire. The managers are out the door. You know, uh, the only person we've heard from. Um, consistently is Paratici and say consistently at powder keg moments but we don't know anything else so we just assume that what's going on there is fucking a mess that's the only thing we can assume because look at where we are we haven't got a manager we haven't got a director of football we've got Daniel Levy who's more it it looks like he's more interested in commercial deals which are important for, for a club of our size it's something we need to be doing because all clubs this size are doing these things and actually probably on paper we're doing it better than most that's fine concentrate on that doing a great job over there Daniel what yeah. now though Who, where's our manager coming from where's the thought going into what the ne- next manager might be and where's the thought mm-hmm. going back to uh, where the next director of football is going to be and who, mm-hmm. what players are we going to sign to try and turn this club around in the summer all of it out mm-hmm. the window mm-hmm. And that's the Why? thing. And, and, yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Why? Why? Fucking why? But and 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 this this is why I'm, I go back to this is, is this is fucking. If you look at it, 
if you take your Spurs hat off and you look at just how a club should run and all that sort of stuff, it's the sporting director and the director of football is a long-term appointment. You're talking 10, 15 plus years. Someone who sits and sets the strategy and then, uh, you know, and, and managers are hired in the club's image to fit the club and to suit the club and all that sort of stuff and 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 and, and carry out the strategy set by the director of football and the owners or, or whatever. If you take them out of the picture, it, it resets all that shit. And then you like it's almost like we need to kind of find a fucking director of football before we find a manager. Obviously that's not practical and that, that is not how we're gonna do it. Daniel Levy's just gonna take the reins until such time that he finds a new sporting director. Yeah. Um but like it really fucking throws. It throws. Yeah, it throws us under the bus. It's 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 not. It's not Can good. Can I ask, ask a question? Does this now open up a, uh, the opportunity of bringing Pochettino back quicker? Because well, I, it, yeah. Well, I say that because he previously didn't like working under a director of football. He wanted to be controlling mm. of transfers. Um, mm. I'd imagine Nagelsmann has never not worked under a director of football. If you're fine, no, if you've got to choose between two men who are and one of them is more primed for this role as it stands, as we find ourselves in this catastrophic moment, then probably Pochettino is the man at this moment. I don't don't feel like it's the right thing. How many director of footballs are out there? Where'd you get them from? (laughs) Well, Michael Edwards is... is, uh... Is, is without a job at the moment. The the old Liverpool sporting director. Um, he left yeah. last year, didn't he? That'll do. Um, That'll do. That, that would be lovely. He's apparently extremely talented. Yes, please. That would Do be you lovely. want another job? Did you heard anything about him? <laughs> want another job? Do you want another job? Uh, he's, well, Man United are sniffing around apparently, but, you know, if they get new owners, I think that's a given. Um, but he left, he left saying he didn't, you know, he wanted to do something else outside of, hinted that it would be outside of football, but, I, I mean, I don't think that's a goer. But anyway. get on the blower. Uh, just, get, just go on, Danny. Buy him. This is what we do with everyone else. Conte, give him. What do you want? Fifteen million? Yeah, mental, win it. Yeah, all right. There. Yeah, yeah, go on. No, come and manage Spurs. Give him fucking fifteen know. million. Don't care. Sort it out. Bad enough. Fucking hell. But yeah. So to answer your question, though, if, I think if, if Poch, like, the thing is, I, I mean, I don't. I, I, I share your. Uh, what's it called um, doubts I don't know if that's the right if this is the right thing it seems like there's there's one or two too many bin fires going on right now it's not like he's coming in and it's a it's a reasonably steady ship and he needs to do a little bit of overhauling of the, the, the squad or whatever he's going to come in and, and you know Paratici has put a whole massive um, backroom staff in, in place to, to, to deal with transfers and player dealings and all this kind of stuff he's put a whole structure in place so so what, what would Poch come in and have to manage all that manage all those people directly people reporting into him that that aren't you know football people necessarily uh, I don't know if he's at that level um, so I don't know if that's that's really going to work and I, I think I, I think we have to we have to have a director of football in, in, in place that this business is just business as a football football as a business sorry is, is too big now for it to just be a a manager in charge. I honestly think that. You look at all the big clubs out there, there's director of footballs in, in, in everyone. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, should, we, uh, should we answer some of the many questions we've received? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, first one from Wonderland Avenue. Do you ever get bored from talking shit on your self-help therapy boring as fuck podcast? <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, yes is the answer. Yes. We do, but you can't stop because we started, right? Um, what the fuck? What kind of question is that? Fucking hell. He doesn't like us. Mate, fucking two-footed. I don't know, that was, uh, didn't need that right now. It's been tough. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tuffer ever says, uh, can we get Kitty going to Paul to pay Paul M- Mitchell to come back, please? Then Poch. What? Is, mm. what is, uh, did he do a better job than Paratigi in terms of player acquisition? Um. Well, he he did a good job, didn't he? But he was he he was kind of around. It was a different time back then. Um. You know, but he he did do a good job, and 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 I think crucially he. The things I liked about Paul Mitch is he, he's just similar to Poch. You know, he, he loved being around the place. He bought into the club. He, he was well-liked, um, which I think are, they're, they're very soft. You know, he had all the soft values um, and they're really important. Um, so I think a lot of people are pining for that, like people are pining for, for Poch. Um, would he come back for, you know, because there's a, there's a big repair job to do now? Um, there, there's some things that need to be set straight and restarted before you can... Sorry, my fridge in the background is making noises. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's coming back. Like, I, just, I think that's, that ship's going to be sailed for him. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, oh, Wonderland Avenue's back. Uh, may as well talk oh, utter bollocks on a self-help therapy pod then and bore the arse off everyone. He's back. That was two, two, two questions. Get out. <laughs> so you all right, mate? Sounds like you might need Wonderland self-help. Avenue. I've just found it now. Oh, look. Oh, he's got his picture on there. Well done, mate. Anyway, yeah, let's bit, move on. Uh, James Beatty says, many fans uh, many fans were born into this. A lot of us worldwide chose this life. What the fuck is wrong with us? This is a thing. I, I wonder about how many fans from, you know, around the globe where, mm. you know, for a long time, Tottenham Hotspur were just a normal football club. You know, we not, not, I mean, we were on the ascendancy. We were starting to feel good about ourselves. And I know there was a big influx of um, uh, the US fans specifically when read the talk of the red nap era when we started to push on a little bit premier league was starting to explode and fans from across the globe were looking for a premier league club to get behind and you you know the the weak-minded of those fans would have gone for teams like manchester united and liverpool right because that's what everyone does but the mm. i think the more refined gentlemen and ladies <laughs> out there would have gone for a club that looks like it could, it could be happening but I haven't quite got that yet, and then they can join this journey with us, and that's what I think happened a lot in uh, certainly about 2010. I think that seems to be the kind of moment where most people accept that Spurs became a big brand. Think like co- coincided with the um, you know the, the expanding Premier League, but also the fact we re- reached the Champions League for the first time. And um, yeah, it was it has been a sort of gradual. There's been bumps in the road, but a gradual ascendancy to what the club is now. But this, what we are now, wasn't what we were and haven't been for the vast majority of the last forty years. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're getting a bit of what it means to be Spurs at the moment because none of this is, feels lost on us. So you bear in mind, in mm. you know, nineteen ninety one, where was it ninety one? I can't remember that date, but there was some sort of there was some sort of financial financial mismanagement and. Um, Spurs were docked 12 points in the Premier League. We were thrown out of the FA Cup and we got a fine of about half a million pounds, which wasn't insignificant back then. Mm. Um, as it turned out, we were, what's the word? When you when you get off? Um, acquitted. Acquitted. Acquitted, like when you're just proven to be not guilty, basically. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, we got, we got, we got our 12 points back. Um, I think we ended up competing in that FA Cup and then won it 
if I remember rightly. I know I might be remembering things, so it's more romantic than it is. Um, so yeah, this is not new to Tottenham. It's just this period of complete uncertainty and catastrophe is new for the certainly the last fifteen years. So yeah, welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, welcome to the party. Yeah, Moisin Sadiq. He he says all the other clubs in the saying they're unlucky hold our beer all the other clubs say saying they're unlucky hold our beer yeah i oh, mean okay. is, is, I is, it. is it is it luck or is it not is it is daniel levy should he have been more responsible with that due diligence you were talking about earlier it should mm. be doing better what we would what we're doing what, what, i don't know i i think there's there's a certain amount of you know us being unlucky i get it like but that we 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 there's a good i don't know if it's harsh to say but i think we could have avoided this um and i certainly think that the one thing we could have done better is is how we responded to it since it happened because it's kind of it's kind of gotten to a point now and we i'm treading over trodden ground here but but yes i think we we, we should have done more to avoid this and we, we could have probably done more um, but we sat on our hands a little bit mm. Uh, Alex Paramore says, where the fuck do we go now? How can we get out of this total shit show with any credibility intact? Do you think this this impacts what happens the rest of the season? You know, Stellini and Mason, you'd imagine... Well, this, yeah. I'm not, so that's, that's a good point, actually, because I think... I actually think the... I know it's not... Um, Stellini and, and Mason in charge is fucking not ideal. I get it. But in terms of the sort of continuity of, of of trying to keep things a little bit calm and steady, it's not the worst scenario because you if you get a top class manager and this is not a good way to start, um, you know you're you're dropped into the deep end. You know, Poch coming back, okay, maybe you're starting you know a little bit more on the front foot. But you bring a Nagelsmann or a Tuchel in, and the first thing that happens is his boss. Because please remember as well, the sporting direct, the manager, uh, the, the coach, head coach reports into the sporting director. So then if, you're, if your manager, your direct line manager gets sacked, um, you're then, and then and then Levy comes in and that was never really going to be the, 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 the point or the, 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 that's not what you, what you joined for. Um, it, it could very easily be another, be another bin fire, a really bad start, you know? So, so in a lot of ways, I hope this doesn't affect things too much because Stellini and Mason hopefully will, will, will have enough um, to, to go on to, to sort of carry out the last 10 games here. Um, it could have been a lot worse. I think if we'd had another manager now, it, it could, that could have potentially been even worse and even more upheaval. Um, we just we just need to get this this fucking season out of the way now. Um, it's kind of getting to that point, in my opinion. I mean, we're still in, with a, in the top four conversation. I know it's stacked against us, mm. but yeah. we should with our players. And, you know, we've got enough quality to, to do it because we've been in this situation. We, we've, we've been there all season, there or thereabouts. And I'm still hoping that we will finish top four. It might be, you know, right now it doesn't, it feels like it's all a mess and it's not going to work and it's a pain in the arse and fuck, we really need to just get to the end of the season and rebuild. But there's still 10 games to play mm-hmm. and um, some, some big ones as well. And I mean, there's other things as well. Like we, we're suddenly very light in certain areas. We've got Pedro Porro the only right wing back having four throughout this entire season. We've had, uh, well, effectively three left wing backs. We've now got one and Perisic, you could argue, isn't even a left back of note mm. in, in Premier League, in terms of Premier League quality. Um, I, 
he picked up a knock the other day as well, didn't he? Picked up a knock. Ben Davies is out for the season. Uh, yeah. Emerson Rao's out out for the season. Uh, fuck knows, mate. <laughs> I don't. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Well, it's just on back. Is he? Can he come back? I mean, if he did, is that going to improve us? Fuck knows. No, mate. He's he's <coughs> toast. He's another goner. But he's, he's better enjoying. than having no one who can play in that position. Well, he's a player. Who, who, who would we rather long lay as a left wing back than Ryan Sessegnon? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. At this at this point, fuck knows. Uh, it's it's really it's 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 really really dire straits. I think you either you either go to the youth team and you bring someone through. Um, yeah, that's it. We used to, you, I mean, fuck. What do you do? Do you play Dan Juma there? You know, like we we kind of screwed. Or you go you go to Kulisevsky? a back four and you, you stick long layout. Kulusevski could do it. I mean, left footed, didn't he? Left footed, more, more. I'd love that. Yeah. In the in the, in the training <laughs> meeting, in, in, in you know the tactics, you got you like. Um, well, we, well, we've got no one who plays there. Um, I, I, this is mad, right? But Kulusevski, he's left footed. Yeah. He is left footed. Fuck, I forgot because usually we play him on the right, and obviously that's mental because he's left footed. He plays on the right. Why don't we put him on the left? Yeah, that's a good idea. Kulusevski on the left. Sonny on no no we could bring Dan Juma or Sonny Swatch and right this is fine we've solved it it's fine yeah Phil says he can play yeah. there yeah oh, God um, <laughs> Zeus just remember everybody a bit of self help for you in a year's time we won't even be looking back at this and thinking about it right everything will be different we'll either be you know fighting relegation and we won't even be worried about this or we'll be flying high and everything's fine all right but a year from now it's all good. We've got a question here from Zeus. Moving away from the utter chaos we find ourselves in, where is the weirdest place? <laughs> where is the weirdest place you've knuckled one out? Knuckled one out. I've been all over the place, everywhere. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Trains, I've never actually done one on a plane, actually. No, John... not on a plane. Train, yes. Um... <laughs> yeah, yes, what? train, yep. Yes, jo train, yep. Um, John asked a question was on uh, we did on the Patreon and he went, um, he went since you got your new office because this is like a, just an office on my own it's a room on my own since you got a new office how many times have you masturbated there and I was like oh, how long's a piece of string who knows lost <laughs> <laughs> count mate it's a closed room and I've got a big monitor <laughs> what do you want and earphones got everything you need a man needs I could live forever here oh, see when you I heard that when you said that I was like oh, okay fine yeah he goes to the toilet but you actually say inside the room you dirty pig Look, that is that's disgusting. Sorry, what? What? And 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 having a, and having a tug in a communal toilet uh, isn't disgusting. Oh, that's fine. Oh, right, that's fine. Is that, that's totally fine. Yeah. So, what? What do you do? Do you, do you like? Do you take your pants all the way down? You sit your bare ass cheeks on the on your office chair. Well, sometimes I've rub got. A, look, I've got rub a, a little of, poo in it. I've, I've got. Mm. A, no, I've got. A, I've got. Um, <laughs> I've put got a little a, piece some, of paper under it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I've got a. Sometimes I've got. I, I do have some trousers that are quite tight and I can't sort of it's not one of the ones you can just pull it over the dick and balls you've got to, you've got to down the at least file it all the way down the ankles <laughs> no not ankles oh. not necessary anyway let's move on uh, Nate says Daniel Levy agrees to hand in his resignation but on one condition one changing the name of the stadium to the Daniel Levy Stadium two replacing the stadium cockerel with a statue of himself three replacing that big old chap as player liaison officer <laughs> Oh, that, wow. that big old chap. Um, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, the, 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 do you think this 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 will buoy 
the um, Daniel Levy out or Enoch out movement. Like we know there's a lot mm. of talk online. We know the protests and there's another one planned soon. I'll get the details for the next pod. Um, but they're not well attended, which would, to say, mm. it would leave you to believe that there's a lot of people that are willing to say stuff online but not actually do anything. Um, mm. Do you think this helps that cause? Or will people be just like, well, Daniel Levy didn't know, let him off kind of thing? No, I think it, I think it definitely helps. I, I think there's a... I think there's definitely, like I, said, I think I said it earlier as well, there's definitely people who previously were either not that bothered or, you know, leaning more towards Enoch in and all the good things they've done for, for the club and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, more moderates, um, you'd call them centrists in politics, I suppose. But the, the, the things like this, you know, clusterfucks like Paratici um, don't help Levy's case because that you could sensibly without being hysterical, point out quite a few areas where Levy should have done better. Or, or, or maybe not just Levy as a person, but Levy as a, as a concept, you know, the people near him, the, his advisors, the board, all that sort of stuff, that the, the management of the club could have done better and they should have done better with this. And we've mentioned a lot of those things already just on this podcast, but there are others as well. You know, so, so that the calls for Enoch to, to, to move on or at least just Daniel Levy to move on that I think they're gonna they're gonna grow because this is not there's only so much that that people can take um whether that will lead to more people direct you know direct action as in bombs on seats and and, and feet on the ground on in protests um I don't know because then there is a bit of a stigma around this kind of enic out lot from from kind of the more sort of moderate sort of Spurs fans. I don't know if they're quite ready to be lumped in with, with that. No no disrespect, but but I think there's there'll still be some ground to cover before we get into full on sort of feet on the ground protests um at a much higher rate than what we're seeing at the moment. Um but certainly more and more people are starting to raise questions now. And I think that's that's probably more justified when you have cases like this, the the strategy and, and, and all those things we've just covered. Yeah, I mean, we sort of spoke about it on the last pod that the Enoch out movement need a they need polishing. They need a sort of bit of a, they just need to work out what they are and who's running it and who's their spokesperson mm-hmm. really because it's just a load of angry men at the moment. Um, yeah. and and it's not to say they aren't without um, they don't have a point. I think they genuinely do have a point, but they need to sort their messaging out so that people who are on the fence might get on board with them. Um, yeah. There's a good point here from I. Ease uh, on Twitter and he says if Spurs were to raise the season ticket prices could it really finally be a tipping point for where there's no mm-hmm. return for Levy and the board two, on, two, two things on that one it doesn't matter what he does the, he won't leave and he doesn't have to leave because he owns the football club it belongs to him it's not ours we are just clients of him and uh, and of Enoch and it's not just Spurs like that. there are many clubs like that and so there's no forcing him out unless it's made so uncomfortable for him that that he doesn't doesn't want to be there anymore but you're talking about people having to commit think do things that they should never do and behave in a way that isn't acceptable in order to make that you know such an unpalatable place for Daniel Levy to to operate in he's he's worked in this industry for so many years he understands football and He's not leaving. He might change. Then we might be able to pressure him or 
you might be able to protest or do things that might make him change his perce- his um, the way he runs a football club, or you know doing walkouts at, at the stadium. That might change or get make him notice. But in terms of getting him to leave, no chance. In terms of there being a no return for fans, I think that that would be another step in the right direction, wrong direction, whatever way you want to put it. If they raise season ticket prices this year and prices for everybody, not just season ticket prices. That is going to go down terribly, and I don't think they would do. If they do that, I my and my my opinion of Daniel Levy is plummeting, but day by day, as mm. you've been, you know, I make, yeah, I, I, I go over <laughs> over and above of what I should say in WhatsApp um, to yeah. to make my point about how I feel about him. But I, yeah, my 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 opinion of him is 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 becoming less and less each day, and. Um, mm. And rate and rising ticket prices would just compound that, but I I wouldn't put it past him to put ticket prices up again. I, I think they will. I think they will, and I th- I think they're they're. they're st- How would they just? I think they're that? convinced enough. Well, look at look at the state of the world today. It's a fucking. I mean, you think you think Spurs are bad? Look at the fucking planet. It's we're fucked. Um, so. You know, and the UK has a cost of living crisis, utilities, all that sort of stuff. You know, they're they're going to argue all sorts of different angles on it. Um, you know, I I, th- I think they are. I think they are. I think they've they've baked it into the budget um, for it's been in there for months. So they were gonna they were gonna raise it, and a lot of you know their budgets are set on the basis of it. So it would have to be a direct um, intervention by Levy to say we're not doing this. We're going to take a hit on the bottom line. Um, you know, profits are going to be down, all that sort of stuff, operating income down. Um, but whether he will do that, I, I don't know. I think he's too much of a finance man. Um, and he's probably going to be quite calculated about the whole thing and, and say, look, the, the, the guys, you know, the, what, what's the waiting list up to now? It was like 30,000 at one point. The people who don't renew, he, I'm sure, if he goes ahead and raises the, the, the ticket prices, it will be on the basis that he uh, feels confident that those uh, seats, uh, those those tickets will be snapped up by the people waiting in line. And the thing is, it's not even um, like it was at the, the old White Hart Lane where there were like something like 70,000, 80,000 people on waiting list to, mm. to get season tickets. It was huge numbers, huge, huge numbers on the waiting list. And by the say waiting list, it was a, was it bronze Lily White, whatever it was. If you're a bronze Lily White member, it meant that you could buy tickets, but also maintain your place on the season ticket. I think that the the length of that that um, waiting list gave him a misplaced sense of um, encouragement, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, yeah. and you know it was just misplaced confidence that he was doing an incredible job. Look what I've built. Look how many people want to come to watch our football play, and then as it turns out. Certainly, because going through Wembley, there was stuff like you having to buy a season ticket at Wembley to retain your season ticket, and all the kind of weird things that were put in place. Not, I mean, important for the club because they need to generate money while we're at Wembley. But you know, and and that dwindled. And actually, the reality of that, that what what that season ticket waiting list actually means now is not a lot because mm. you, people are getting offered tickets way down in the list. I've been offered them <coughs> about five or six in the last um, couple of years. And you're like, well, hang on. If there's so many people after, if this is such a hot ticket, why am I constantly being offered these fucking tickets? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll see. But it doesn't feel great being Spurs at the moment. Um, Frank says, how can supporters remove an ownership from a club? Get your ideas out there. Maybe someone will cash on. 
it's never going to happen, Frank. Unfortunately, it's nah. not. A, we're not I mean, members. It's, it's, we can't vote. Yeah. There is no. There's no. no uh, there's no democratic process to do it. Nope. They have to want to sell it. So, that's what it is. And he's all even talking about if you believe the <laughs> reports that he wants to stay in charge or involved in the club, should uh, mm-hmm. a, a new owner be found. Yeah, but we've we've known that for years though. He's he's that's kind of been that's that's been a thing he's or has been rumored for 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 a long long time um it you know the the yeah i don't know the thing is the thing is if 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 joe lewis decides or the, the lewis foundation decides the lewis family sorry decide that they want to sell um there isn't i don't know too much about the ins and outs of it but i imagine that they'll be able to override what 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 Levy wants, um, although Levy has a you know a a a large share, Lewis the Lewis family still own the majority share, so so um, you know they they might be able to put pressure, they might be able to buy him out and all that sort of stuff, but who knows? I mean, I think I think it's it's the the, the question is, do you what 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 to what degree do we want Levy involved in the club? You know, like you've said, he's he's doing very well with the commercial side of it, um, yeah, and the sort of financial that. side of it. And and so if that's his role as chairman, fine. But you have to have a strong long term appointment in the director of football uh, position then to make that work because that that person acts as the the foil between Levy and the sporting side, and and that that's what has to be in place. And then you know what? Fuck it. I mean, personally, I I I don't care if we get if if the club is sold to someone who wants to run it as a sporting project rather than as a as a financial. Uh, business uh, and and levy stays in charge and handles the financial side of it i'm fine with that as long as there's a strong long-term director of football um but yeah um it's it's, it's hard though to answer frank's, frank's question it's hard as sports to, to to affect it i don't think we can we the only thing we can do is put pressure on by walking out of our seats or not renewing our season tickets yeah indeed and that requires thousands and thousands of people to do it and like you said yeah, many many times people just yeah. want to die out at a football they don't want to be active no, yeah. certainly not at Spurs. Uh, most most places in England as well. Um, Cody says, has Stellini's 2.5-year ban for alleged max fixing been discussed on the podcast? I didn't know this is the case. Literally while you were speaking and I Googled. And um, I found this. After retiring, Stellini became an assistant manager to Antonio Conte at Siena in 2010-11, helping the, gain, the club gain, gain promotion to Serie A. He followed Conte to Juventus later that year, but in, in his time there was plagued by allegations of max fixing from his time at Bari, resulting in a two and a half year suspension by the Italian Footballer Federation. Uh, Stellini resigned as technical assistant at Juve in 2012. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Brilliant. Another one. Yep. I mean, without being. Uh, well, I've got to be careful what I say. I but, know what you're going to say. You know, yeah. Say it. Let's not, let's not go. Can I? Can I? <laughs> no, don't. What's I, the point? I I what are you going to add? Exactly. Uh, let's let's leave. Let's let's let's. Uh, we'll, we'll follow up with this then. Rocco says Paratici and Conte both pretty much a disaster. With Italy betraying us, which nation has brought the most joy in the Premier League era? Is it Argentina, Croatia, Bel- or Belgium? Oh, good question. <sighs> Great question. Right. So really so good ar- question. Ar- Argentina for obvious reasons, but Belgium would be because for Tongan. Chadley. This is just for Spurs, right? Not yeah. for like Premier League in general. No, yeah, no, no, Tottenham, Tottenham, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, it has to be Belgium, doesn't it? So Dembélé. Belgium what? 
uh, Dembele, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, um, Alderweireld, um, uh, Nasser Chadley, Nasser Chadley, yes, correct. The Dolphin. Um, that's it. Isn't it? Well, okay, and then Croatia, you've got Modric, uh, Kranchar, Chorluka, <laughs> and you have, um, well. Perisic and um, it's got look, nine assists nothing to be sniffed at and uh, I think <laughs> Fulop wasn't Fulop uh, the goalkeeper wasn't he Croatian Might no, idea. no idea no uh, idea um, and then <coughs> Argentina well it's it's a gimme isn't it Poch Lamella yeah Poch Lamella all, 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 all the oldies the Chelsea well the Celso yeah. oh, I don't know about that I think you're going to get Romero 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 Mm-hmm. Romero, Romero obviously um, but then what are you going to go for Belgium no, or Argentina classic I mean you, but you can't you can't look you can't look beyond Ardiles Ossie Ardiles fuck I mean he did say Premier League era but can't, got, can't, oh yeah sure yeah. Villa Villa mm. um, Gazaniga he's Argentinian isn't he? yes I mean look on a playing on, on a playing level on a playing level oh, it is it isn't, it's no. not, it's Belgium, but you've got Pochettino. He said joy, right? Paolo Gazaniga is the handsomest player who's ever played for Spurs. I, I know that, but I, I still don't, I'd rather look at Luka Modric. I'd rather have Luka Modric playing than Gazaniga, despite. Yes, right, fine. Aesthetic. That, I mean, that's unfair. Challenges. Modric is one of the best players that's ever played. Like, yeah, but you're talking about aesthetics. Yeah, sure. Gazaniga's a dream. Now? Where is he now? Can you guess? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. Isn't, he, isn't he back in the? Um, uh, oh no, he's not. Fuck he went to. I'm pretty sure he went to Watford. Did he? Yeah, I'll tell he you right now. I thought he was in the. I thought he was in the the championship or something like that. But all right, he he'll, played, be, he'll be abroad. He'll be Italy or Spain or somewhere like that. He was at Falona. <laughs> what is happening to my brain? Um, he's at Girona Fulham. from Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> Falona. Yeah, uh, yeah, Fulham. Yeah. Do you know what his market value is? If you had to guess, currently. Uh, one point two million. Two point five million. Two point five. Wow, that's doing right for himself. Mm. Oh, we've forgotten the best one, Juan Foyth. True. All the all the Spurs football hipsters wet dream. One trophy since leaving Spurs. Yeah, I know they all have though. To be fair. Um, how long till what we about Denmark? I mean, doesn't, doesn't Denmark get a, get a little mention here? I think that's harsh. For what? Ericsson, Hoybier, Nilsson. Alan Nilsson, come on. Alan Nilsson. What do you mind to say? You could put every Nordic player we've ever had and uh, <laughs> still wouldn't be relevant. Um, all right, there's loads of questions. Levy out. What do we do now? Who's going to be our next direction of football? How is Paratici going to survive in prison? Is he give or is he take? Lots of this sort of stuff. But um, let's uh, let's just leave it there. Mm. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Take care, mate. Bye. 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 Bye.
a shit Everybody knows flat baits a prick We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli bang, bang. Podcast Network.